Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey guys, Justin talking to you again about my bookie. They've been sponsoring us all football season. I know if you listen to the show, you've heard these ads. Basically, uh, I'm not going to endorse something. I'm not going to tell you to use a product that I wouldn't use myself. If you listen to the show, you know we use my bookie for our lines of the week. It's a great way to uh, you know have, put a little money on games, make it a little more interesting, get some exotic bets going, some parlays. They got every sport on there, not just college football, even though that's what we mostly talk about on the show this time of year. Um, but I really got to encourage you if you like sports, even if you're, you know, new to the sports betting game, never tried it before. This is a great entry point. I'm telling you, uh, my bookie's a great service. And when you go to my bookie, you're going to want to use our code to support the show. The code is shark 25 S H A R K number two, number five, put that in with, when you register, uh, you're going to get a deposit match. If you do a hundred dollars or more, you're going to get $25 bonus cash, all kinds of other perks. And even more important than that. You're going to be helping us out, supporting your favorite podcasters. We really appreciate that. Remember, with my bookie, uh, you play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple, guys. It's a great site. Check it out today. All right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, where we can dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders, joined again by my co-host, back from Germany, John Stefanczyk is with me. How you doing, buddy? Is the only thing you remember from Oxford, chicken on a stick? That's like Uh, Honestly, never was the biggest chicken on a stick guy. Um... Uh, late night food, I think Taco Bell was more of a staple in our crowd. Uh, and then when I got a little bit older, your senior year, I worked at Pita Pit, and that's I mean that's that's good shit. If you're if you're going for something late night, Pita Pit is my opinion a a very strong option, both from tasty but also not feeling absolutely terrible the next day. So that's that's kind of what I would say. I mean, chicken on a stick is iconic, of course. I think you're referring to uh, Ed Orgeron's comments. Yep, Coach O, who obliterated uh, a putrid old misperformance. Oh, yeah, I guess we have to talk about that at some point. But let's not get to that yet. I want to ask you how your travels have been, how Germany was. But first, did you get the, speaking of Coach O, did you get a chance to hear him on the show last week? Big gift for us. Yes, I listened to uh, Coach O on the show last week. I mean, nice nice guy, right? Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. But, Abused, misunderstood by the uh, the good old boys at Ole Miss. I think so, and a little mixed up on our shows. I mean, he was definitely confused at times, but still very lovable. You know, nice it's guy. Fair to say that uh, the good old boys at Ole Miss are going to always do the good old boy thing. Yep, that's right. And but before we do anything else, of course, before I forget, happy birthday. Thank you. Another another day. Just, Just another, I know. The older we get, the the less. Any one day seems to matter that much. I hadn't firmed this up yet. I got to see what time the games are going to be this weekend. But I'm thinking, I'm thinking game one of the ALDS. Mm-hmm. 
the Red Sox is going to be my belated birthday present to myself. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's got to be a, a bit of a pricey. Uh... Attractive if the uh, if the Yankees win Wednesday right. night. Yankees Red Sox. Right. Yeah. 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 Who's uh Who's in the AL wild card? Uh, the A's and the Yankees. Oh wow! Wait, the A's didn't win their division. Uh Houston. Yeah, that makes sense. That sucks because the A's have had a killer season. They've had a really good year. Both of those are really good teams. Yeah, that's there's a there's a lot of really good teams in baseball this year. Um, yeah, baseball's been pretty top loaded, and now we get to see it all sort out with the playoffs. Yeah, so. and if you can't tell from uh, us discussing MLB within the first four minutes of the show, uh, not a lot of uh, fun things to report from the uh, the Ole Miss football scene. But to, to tell us any 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 Germany stories, anything that happened since you were on the show last time in Germany, you went to October, me, go on. We went Oktoberfest last week, and that is a flat out circus. You recommend it? Is that an endorsement? Yep, you need the right group of people to go over there. Okay. This isn't for the tame, let's put it that way. Mm. But yes, I do recommend it. Very good time. A lot of lot of uh beer. I'm mm. I'm thinking I like beer. I still like beer. Do you get that reference? Have you been have you been out of the country too long? <laughs> nope. That is we'll keep this really short. Just an all-time shit show and disgrace for the United States of America with this Kavanaugh nomination. Well, I think Kavanaugh is, yeah, I think he's a disgrace. I don't know if we have to. Uh... Just baffling. Yeah, that was, was quite a week last week and uh, shaping up to, uh, you know, continue on well in the next week. We'll We'll see on that. Thankfully, this is not a political podcast. We're here to discuss an even bigger shit show. 2018 Ole Miss Rebels. Mm-hmm. You were you were saying before the show, uh, how do you want to how do you want to term it? What do you think? What do you think of this team uh, and the historical scale My, of your Ole Miss? The fandom? saddest team, Ole Miss team I've ever watched. The sad, the most pathetic, the most penalized. We're 170 penalty yards on Saturday night in uh in Baton Rouge. They're haunting LSU getting. I mean, they were lucky LSU didn't get to 60 because they had a couple turnovers in the red zone. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, to to me, the defensive players like running. I've always hated this. Any team does this when if someone runs into the end zone and then you show up like five steps later and, and check them or try to tackle them or whatever. That is the dumbest shit. Like that is the most pathetic move as a defensive player you can make. When I see the team acting like that, I see the lack of discipline. Uh, it, it just kind of reminds me of McGriff. It's all bark and no bite. It's it's stupid mistakes. It's this guy that I think tries to be all about the heart uh, and at the great expense of any sort of technique or scheme or discipline. Uh, I just I look at the defense and I see Wilson McGriff. So good job, coach. You've imposed your identity on them. Uh, and, and likewise on the offense, I see Phil Longo, chunk it deep. Uh, try to run up the score on bad teams if we as we've discussed. Um, I think the Longo honeymoon is is well over at this point. Uh, it, you could have a valid debate over which coordinator is worse. Yeah, and and that was not the case a few weeks ago. I mean, people were were Longo was a saint uh, when we, he was thought of as some offensive guru with very little to back it up. I mean, what was what was Ole Miss's best offensive performance against a team with a pulse last year? Probably the Egg Bowl. Uh, and there was just a couple busted plays there that padded that stat sheet out, and then a long Jordan Wilkins run, 
not a great day for Tamu, stats-wise. Uh, and then this year, you know, you beat up on Texas Tech a little bit. I mean, they didn't score like 60 or anything, but against LSU and Alabama, the offense has been completely trash. Like, I, I've been amazed at how bad the offense has looked, especially in both of those games, scoring first. Um, if that doesn't tell you that it's a very simple scheme that any competent defense can adjust to within one drive, I mean, we have the evidence right in front of us. Um, and this was a game that, despite the final score of 45-16, it was in reach in the second half. It was 28-13. And I'm not saying in reach as in the, the Ole Miss was good enough to win. I'm just saying from a purely score perspective, if your offense is, is the offense that you say you are, it's 28-13, you should be able to keep scoring and try to make it a game. That did not happen. Um, and, of course, we talked about the defense ad nauseum here. It's a young group. It's a thin group. Continually adding injuries, adding ejections. Rugs gets ejected for some dumbass targeting out of bounds and tons of late hits. Uh, it's just it's very hard to watch, honestly. I, I, I think it will get better just because the schedule is easier. But, damn, they, they, those issues are going to be there all year at the very least. I mean, I, I don't understand how if you're Matt Luke, you're not thinking – I have to make major changes as soon as possible just so people don't give up on me. Like, you, you came in with, the, with a good bit of goodwill, did a hard job as the interim coach. You get the full-time job. Everybody's saying you're going to have two, three years to audition. Okay, but part of that audition is cutting, I, I mean, I want to say cancers, like like some of the current coordinators out of your program because and maybe some players, you process some players. I don't know, man. It's... It's bleak. I, I don't really know what else to say. That was a, like you said, absolute shit show uh, this weekend in Baton Rouge. I mean, the program, I mean, the, a lot of players thoroughly embarrassed themselves for yes. no real reason. Why even go there? Coaching staff embarrassed. Longo skips the postgame presser. Oh, God, yeah, that's childish. Which is just silly. I mean, I, honestly, I wonder if he's kind of court like he was supposed to be a head coach candidate this last offseason. I, I wonder if that star is fading the the longer this goes on. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of a lot of a lot of desperate lot, teams out there. There's a lot of mind boggling head coaching hires. In That's true. Football. That's true. Sit here and write that off. But we'll see. Mm. We should. It's I, it's ugly. Yeah, you, you watch the game. <laughs> yep. In general, I mean, the biggest problem this team has is that they still got what seven more games to play. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. They're two and three. Or, yeah, they're three and two. I mean, you really just at this point, you're just ready for this season to be over. Yeah, I mean, there's only a couple games left on the schedule that could even be potentially enjoyable for an Ole Miss fan. Arkansas, maybe the Egg Bowl. We'll get into some of Mississippi State struggles. In a little bit here, um, you should win this weekend. But you hey, know. South Carolina, Vandy, and State are all winnable if they play and, well. And honestly, I think Vandy and South Carolina are, are definitely circling the Ole Miss game as a as a chance to knock off a West team. Like that's you you you'd be they'd be crazy not to see those as big opportunities for them. Because both those teams have defenses, and if you have a defense, your offense should be able to score on Ole Miss. I mean, you can just run run the simplest. 
misdirection, throw to the tight end, and delayed handoff to the running back, anything. They're going to bite hard. They're going to have tons of missed tackles. If you have anybody that has any degree of physicality, they should be able to shed at least one, if not two, old missed defenders every play. I mean, that's what we're seeing on the field. Yeah, no, that's accurate. It's ugly. I've said it. I've said it a couple weeks ago, and I, it's definitely still true. Me personally, this is the worst defense I've ever watched. Agree. I think statistically, it bears itself out. Yeah, I mean, it grossly underutilizes its talent. Mm. Mm. I love it. I love it. So fun to talk about. Thank you. Thank you, Ole Miss. Um, I, it's really not worth talking about much longer. I mean, it's well. Forget the details of this season. I mean, what do they need to do to regain fan trust and make this to make this not suck again? Well, I think I think a start would be some honesty from Luke. Well, and actually, let me ask it, and let me sorry to jump interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're good. Boy, we talked about hell. Was it the B? It was or a few shows ago. Might have been before the season started. What's the definition of a good season for all this? Mm-hmm. And we said we we threw out a win total number six wins probably right, and I think we also kind of mentioned hey they at least need to look like there's some progress being made, I think but it was mainly focused around a win total number, mm-hmm. I think even if they get to six at this point they just look so bad en route to six, yep exact there's it's more than just and. It's more- at this stage. Yeah, there's a recency bias going on. These these recent losses are really really ugly. They look really bad. If you you know you look back in a few months and they win four more games, I don't think they will. But if they won four more games to get to seven, you would you would write off the LSU and Alabama games as well. They were outmatched and but right now it looks very dire. You know, do you think Ole Miss is going to be favored over Arkansas? Because that's probably the only other game the rest of the season they'll be favored in. Potentially, they might not even be favored in that yeah. game. I mean, Arkansas's defense, frankly, against Auburn and Texas A&M has actually been – has had respectable performances. That side of the ball – I think we can discount Auburn because their offense is apparently terrible too. But, yeah, I mean, they're they're showing a lot more improvement than Ole Miss is it, yep. week to week, it would seem. You can put some kind of case that, hey, they're acting like a decent defense – and there's going to be an offensive transition from Morris to Bielema, and they actually can, I mean. I think if do, you can stop Ole Miss. I, no, but I think there's at least a narrative that can be compiled. Yeah. Well, I think if you can stop Ole Miss 50% of their drives, you can probably beat them, just about any team, just because the defense is so bad. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And and that's that's just, whew, that's not a good position to be in. Uh, for a football team to to be that reliant on scoring every drive, and especially like I said, with your offense looking not good the last two weeks. I mean, yeah, you're playing great defenses. Um, you know, you're gonna play a good defense in Auburn. Uh, you're gonna play a good defense at Texas A&M. I want to say. I mean, I think Vanderbilt under Mason generally has very disciplined defenses that that should be decent. And State, you know, they came into the season. They, they, they're they they're still a defensive team. I mean, they gave up 28 to Kentucky, but they only gave up 13 points to Florida in the loss. So it's it's not like you're playing a bunch of, you know, uh, what, SIU defenses that you score 76 on the rest of the year. It's it's, it's going to be tough sledding. Or yeah. Texas Tech defenses, for instance, we score 47. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
I don't even know what to say about this team. I think you were trying to get at, on top of just a win number, what does a good season look like? Is it still a possibility? I mean, yeah, it's still possible. I think it's more, is that where the trends are pointing through five games? And I think no is the definitive answer there. And and, and you watched the game. I don't know if you were listening to the, the ESPN commentators. It, it's, it's at this point has completely become the narrative around the program. I mean, they were making fun of the defense. They were making fun of the wide receivers, saying, you know, if you give yourself a nickname, you have to actually do something. They made fun of the Landshark mascot. Um, I mean, you're a laughingstock. The program is a laughingstock right now. Yeah, a lot of this is... And it started with Freeze. It started with the Christian Christian recruiting guy, and then he was the Christian massage parlor guy. And then since then, it's just been a steady... Just, and then you go out and all you do is promote the interim. Yep. So. Yep. Pathetic move. Yep. Want to really keep all the coordinators. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the the narrative is is well beyond Ole Miss's control at this point. I don't, hey, and let's minute on this. I mean, if it, I I would expect attendance this this weekend to be in line with what it was against Kent State, which is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely disastrous from a program financial standpoint, and really threatens to it, it threatens to severely impede your program. Yeah, well, also you have to think they probably have recruits coming in this weekend. Um, you know, since it's a home game that they think they could win, uh, and that's not going to look good. I mean, they're going to go from Sugar Bowl to dest- to a destitution here in three years do you think do you think uh the, the egg bowl is going to be a full crowd um maybe we'll just because old miss fans will think they have a chance to win uh forty-five thousand in the building oh man know. that that is bleak john i i think they'll break 50 but we'll see we'll see come time i mean both teams right now are looking yeah, but i think if you go actual butts and seats it's going to be under 50 hmm. well we're going to find out um, what do we move on from Ole Miss now? Do we? I'm trying to think what else I even had to say about it. It was just it was ugly, and um, we've said what enough. Yeah, you play Monroe this upcoming week. You know, should be a chance to get a win. Although I 100% expect it to be a tightly contested game. Looking at the way Southern Illinois and Kent State went, mm-hmm. um, just oof. Get ready. Get ready for it to be you know, tied at halftime or Ole Miss even down at halftime and have to have to get, leave the starters in the whole game just to beat Louisiana Monroe. That sounds about right. Yeah. Have fun, A.J. Brown. Need four quarters of you. Oh, man, feel bad for the kid. Yeah. Um, Around the league. Yeah, that's Ole Miss. There, there's some other games. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? We can kind of go. I'll say I'll make one comment about Tennessee and Georgia. Tennessee plays hard. Tennessee plays Ole Miss tomorrow. They beat him handily. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ooh, that's an interesting take because I definitely thought Tennessee was the worst team in the league not long ago, but, I mean, you're probably right. They play hard. Ole Miss did not play hard. Yeah, I mean, I think if Ole Miss is playing Georgia, it's not 38-12. to 12. I mean, I think it's, I think it's probably in the 50s for Georgia easily. Yep. Um, let's see. Did you watch this Arkansas A and M game in Arlington? I, I was watching, catching some of it. Not really. I think Arkansas has proven they got half of half the balls, half the 
their defense is functional. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get really worried about that Arkansas and Miss game in two weeks because yeah, Arkansas is one and four, zero oh and two. But... I think Chad. Morris can sneak out an ugly win. And yeah, losing to A&M by, by one touchdown in, in Arlington is, again, a lot better than Ole Miss would do in that game. Yep. I mean, that's that's just the way it is. Interesting score here. Auburn 24, Southern Miss 13. Again, I think I, I think Auburn's offense is, is apparently just atrocious, which means, you know, they'll have five, six touchdowns against Ole Miss's defense. Of course. Of course. But that's, I mean, that's pretty embarrassing for Auburn, right? I guess it doesn't matter. You still won the game, but. Gus Malzahn's paid $49 million to have a mediocre offense. Only scored 24 points on Southern Miss. Hire uh, Jay Hobson for DC, right? Yeah, that's what Wesson said. Um, let's see, Vanderbilt, uh, it was close against Tennessee State. It pulled out a win. I mean, everybody sleepwalks in those games, but still not a not a very encouraging result. This is This is a game I watched. Pretty much all of uh, Dan Mullins returned to Starkville. Obviously, there was a great storyline around that game. Um, I think I overreacted a little bit in, in saying that State's defense didn't play that well. I mean, 13 points is still good, and the 7 was on a, a trick play that they got baited hard on. But, I mean, the defense is fine. Moorhead only scoring 13 points against Kentucky and Florida. That's combined. That's not a great – that's not the result they were looking for. And, I mean, if you really followed Mississippi State, you know – and, I mean, I do. I mean, I live here in Mississippi. They're the other team other than Ole Miss that I kind of know the most about probably. Um, you knew that Fitzgerald wasn't a passer. You knew that their offensive line was always a work in progress. They have great running backs. So their wide receivers are terrible. Um, and, and Moorhead still hasn't really adapted to that yet. They only ran the ball like 10 times. Fitzgerald could not complete a pass to save his life. Uh, it was it was just ugly. You know, they scored six points. Um, just looked pretty lost out there. It's, it's, a, it's actually a good win for Mullen, though. I mean, that was a very losable game. That crowd was rabid. State had the better team on paper for sure. Uh, I'm starting to think Mullen might do, might do well at Florida. We'll see. Comes down to how well can he recruit at the end of the day. Yeah, but a place like Florida, don't you think they have a network for him? They should, but yeah. frankly, you know, as many. Coaching... I mean, we know they do. Don't you remember signing day in CC Jefferson? Yeah, but I mean, they've had to change coaches way too often there. Yeah, I just think I think of Muschamp, McElwain, Mullen. I, I would take Mullen for an in, from an in-game perspective. I mean, I think he's the better strategist, the better oh, in-game coach. I would agree with that. Yeah, so it's, it'll be interesting to see how that goes there. Um, I, I mean, you kind of feel bad for State because they thought they were going to be really good this year. I don't know. That's kind of just willful, willful ignorance to think that Nick Fitzgerald was going to improve under some new coach. It really looks like kind of the opposite has happened where Moorhead uh, – understands a lot less of what he should be doing with these guys than, than Mullen did. He's supposed to be like a an offensive guru, but I mean, they're going to have to either bench Fitzgerald and or just get away from the passing. They have to become a running team like they were under Mullen for a lot of years because um, that's where their strengths are. I don't, I don't see them winning a ton of games unless they, they're willing to do that, um, which is crazy because they came in, like I said, with so much preseason hype, but I don't know. It was a, it was an interesting game. It was for for a thirteen six. It's a very boring scoreline. There was there was some yeah. drama in that game for sure. I agree. Uh, let's see. Kentucky beat South Carolina twenty four to ten. Now that's a good win, I would say. 
I mean, obviously beating State last week and Florida the week before that, those are both huge wins for Kentucky. But to not have a letdown in this game, to still come out, you know, they, they scored 21 points in the second quarter and just coast after that. I mean, that's a, that's a good win for Stoops. I was telling you before, if you pull up Kentucky's schedule, I mean, they have a real shot, not just at Tim. I think they have a real shot at 11 wins. It all depends on this weekend. They got A&M this weekend. If they lose that game, they're going to be 10-2 and two at the end of the year probably, 9-3 and three if there's an upset somewhere. But if they win this weekend, I mean, it's them and Georgia in the East. That's, that's interesting. I mean, Stoops has awaited his turn for this. Yeah, he's stuck around, stuck around. He's going to have a good year. He's really on. And he's, he's, built, on. he's done it with defense. He's he's built a really good defense there. He's a defensive-minded coach. Um, it's it's This is still the SEC. Power running and defense is a formula that still works. And I think Ole Miss has has lied to itself about that for, for many years now, gotten away from power running, uh, and recently not had anything going on defense either. Uh, but that's that's how you win games in this league. And you wonder if when if or when, but I think when Luke does make changes to the coordinators, are we going to see a move back towards more traditional running based offense out of the OC? Are we gonna see different emphasis placed? I, I think probably so. But substantial yeah, overhauls and personal And Luke is a, is an offensive lineman, offensive line coach. You gotta think he wants more of that, you know. A gritty offensive line led offense you would think yeah something to watch and then kentucky is kind of an interesting an interesting blueprint there on uh what you can do with that kind of system um, any, any thoughts stanford notre dame penn state ohio state those were the two main games i guess clemson had to sneak one out too that's ooh, the other. yeah i was i saw some of that yeah clemson almost loses to syracuse for the second year in a row um yeah, I mean, what I to me the biggest takeaway from that game was is again going back to what we talked about last week, the whole Kelly Bryant thing, uh, this whole free agency in college football. Trevor Lawrence goes out of the game, concussion. I think they have to go to their third string guy with with Bryant transferring out, uh, and that was almost that was almost the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's I think it's probably great news for teams like Ole Miss that thrive on injuring the quarterback, right? Um, but but for a lot of teams, I think this whole four game red shirt thing creates a, a depth problem midway through the season at, at especially like a position like, like quarterback um, where these guys are so hyper competitive and think they can go and start somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, can, let's see. Penn state, Ohio state, Ohio state got the win. Yeah. Yep. I yep. watched a little bit of the, this game, but I, I wasn't really following. What's the, what's the diagnosis for Penn state? Oh, it was close. 26-27. Wow. That sounds like a great game. Did you watch it? Penn State was up 13 in the fourth quarter. Ohio wow. State comes back. Wow. Penn State, Penn State ran a uh, inside handoff on fourth and five, or a uh, read option on fourth and five. Now that's dumb. Just to lose. I mean, it's like, why are you doing that? Yeah, but, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something. Can't make it up. That's like, uh, that's like kicking a field goal when you're down by how much is almost down by at that point i want to say 20 or 28 or something whatever they whenever they kicked that field goal they're down 25 they're down 25 kicked a field goal yeah matt luke check the chart again because that uh that doesn't do anything for you yep that's screwed up that's bad coaching um i mean that and that's just and just we don't want to talk about too much to circle back to the old miss game that's literally just a complete 
Mullen from three years ago move playing Alabama where you're just trying to put a couple points on the board to make it look a little bit less like a beatdown. Uh, just just pathetic. Playing scared. Yep. Um, so what, Ohio State is undefeated. Who else on the schedule can give them problems? Uh, not seeing a lot. I guess Michigan State and Michigan are your possibilities. Yeah, I think they're the class of the Big Ten this year. By a yeah, they're uh, the Urban Meyer, the yeah, whatever you want to call them, the scumbag is uh, headed to the playoffs. Yep, very exciting, great stuff. Love the sport. It's a great sport. Yep. Um. Oh, you mentioned the Notre Dame Stanford game. Stanford loses. Is that right? Notre Dame wins thirty-eight seventeen. They're um. How was ever ranked fourteenth? Who have they have they done anything? Beat SC. They uh. They beat, beat Oregon thirty-eight. Although honestly, the referees beat Oregon. And all all the West Coast teams are probably just really yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Notre Dame's going to sneak in there and win nine or ten. It looks like and. Hmm. Let's see. They're uh, Notre Dame still undefeated. I mean, they get this could be Notre Dame's first uh, first trip to the playoffs. Yeah. So they got left. Virginia Tech. Uh oh yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they're gonna lose. John, looking at the schedule. Virginia Tech is a test. Uh, then you get Pitt, Navy, Northwestern, Florida State, Syracuse, USC. I mean, they can go twelve and zero easily. Interesting. We shall see. The Irish are back, baby. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Uh, what this is year four of the playoffs. I want to say. Yep. You know, I wonder ten, fifteen years ago, if you if you told somebody there was a college football playoff and Notre Dame didn't even make it until year four at the earliest, I feel like that would be kind of crazy. You know, they used to be such a powerhouse. I guess that was a pre Brady Hoke, right? Was that the beginning of the end for the, for their little downturn? Pre Brady for no Brady Hoke was uh, Michigan. Who am I? I'm thinking of uh, not Brian Kelly. Who was the Notre Dame coach that was bad? You know Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. That's who I was thinking of. Brady Hoke and Charlie Weiss for some reason in my well, head. Charlie. They are. They do kind of. I, I can understand that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. And then were they both connected to Kansas? Or am I crazy? One of them was definitely connected to Kansas. Charlie Weiss went to Kansas. Right. Brady Hope. Brady Hope. Anything, anything else from this week? Or do well, we they do. On? They they do look alike. I'm gonna give myself credit for that one. Uh, I mean, not really, dude. It was a. Uh, it was a week. It was a week. Nothing really. So looking ahead, we got the Red River Shootout. I've got the schedule, not lines. If you want to. Yeah, I, we got we got our lines of the week sponsored by by my bookie. Use our code Shark Twenty Five when you sign up. Um, okay, you just tell me the games you're interested in, and I'll find the lines for you. Red River Shootout, Texas, Oklahoma. We got uh, Oklahoma minus seven and a half. Uh, I'd probably lay them. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Although, I mean, Texas could surprise somebody in this game. It's possible. Ooh, ooh. Let's look at this one. Here's an upset potential: Maryland at Michigan. Oh yeah, we got Maryland uh, plus seventeen and a half. So I mean, I think that take the. Plus, I mean, they beat Texas. So they take have to take have the points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if, if Michigan's going to score enough to cover seventeen and a half. Really, Western. We we our uh, Shea Patterson is fraud. I, mean, I was going to so, how's how's Shea baby doing? They won this week though. 
Yeah, they barely won. He didn't even hit 200 yards throwing. The running back bailed him out. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'd say, L- I'd say take Maryland plus 17 and a half. All right, next game. LSU, Florida's an entertaining, low-scoring game. Yeah, you got LSU minus three. Really giving a lot of respect to the Gators after that like one over State. LSU, like 23 to 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like LSU minus three there for sure, even at Florida. Um, I Honestly, watching that LSU team – not overly, overly impressed. They got a ton of talent. Uh, I was, I was impressed with Joe Burrow. I think he's better than advertised. Um, but I think they will probably lose at least one head scratcher this season. I, I don't think they're a number five team as they're currently ranked. But I mean, they're still good. I, I expect them to beat Florida by more than three. I don't think there's really a clear, definitive number two. I'll be frank. The Georgia has problems on offense. Yeah, I mean that's what I've been. I've been. Who's their Who's their bell cow? The the running back they're leaning on now. I don't even know. Swift and then uh, Elijah Holyfield. Evander mm. Holyfield's good. Mm. That'll be interesting. They they uh they play this weekend. Just saw it a second ago. I'll check. Uh, Georgia. They have Missouri. They're no, oh, Vandy. They're yeah Vandy at home. So probably probably won't lose this week. But I that Kentucky Georgia game. Should be fun. Something to watch there. I think Mississippi State, this is kind of their last stand on the season this weekend. I think it's a very close game. but It is in Starkville, Auburn minus three and a half, which is interesting because, you know, State should be getting about three points uh, for home field advantage there. So they really think Auburn should win that by a touchdown. Um, yeah, I think State could definitely cover that. State could win that game. I mean, this – if they win this game, they have a chance to beat A&M. They break up kind of this this tough stretch right here. But if they lose, I have to think they're going to lose to A&M and end up losing six out of seven here uh, with A&M, LSU, Bama, three of the next four games after this. So like you said, yeah, this is a very important game for Moorhead. Um, the question is going to be, like I said earlier in the show, is he going to change his offensive philosophy to fit the strengths of his team more, a lot more ground and pound? I think that's their only hope. But also, I mean – Auburn, the defense is good. I'm assuming they have a, a good defensive line and linebackers based on recent years. Yep. They've got a good front seven. I think it's – but I could see State – I mean, honest to God, if State won like 13-9. to nine, Yeah. I, but I we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting because I think Malzahn is a, obviously a much more seasoned SEC coach but probably also just a – Better yep. coach than Moorhead, so that'll be interesting to watch. You watch Monday Night Football this year? I, I, this week I did not watch because I'd already gotten blown out. Are you watching it right now? Sorry, I'm not watching it. Yeah, I'm What's just looking. On? It's interesting. I, I thought Mc, Burger McFarlane was in the booth, but he's down there sitting on the chair, hmm. like on the sideline. Yeah, so he got he got promoted off of uh, SEC Network. Uh, he moved up to the big league. He was three of them in the booth, and they've kind of now repurposed Booger McFarlane. At all. He's kind of a dumbass from my experience with him as an SEC Network I, I'm guy. I'm a little surprised that he – I don't understand him getting promoted. Jason Witten being an announcer, I frankly <laughs> haven't listened, but it makes no, sense. No, I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard Witten is not good. Uh, he's, he's no Romo from what I've read. First half tonight, if I can stay up that long and <laughs> – it's funny. I woke up at 4 o'clock both Saturday and Sunday, jet lag bit. Which uh-huh. is fun. I get up and watch the Ryder Cup, and then the U.S. just gets their ass handed to them. Well, that's perfect timing, except the Ryder Cup was terrible for the United States, yeah. They they totally got hoodwinked by the Europeans. What's the Notre Dame-Virginia Tech line? I think Virginia Tech beats them at home. 
I think Fuente losing Old Dominion is just flat out embarrassing for him. Mm -hmm. I think he Mm -hmm. wins. That's a good motivator for the rest of the year. Uh, Notre Dame minus five and a half. I would stay away from that line, but yeah, it could easily. I don't like like the. Well, what's the money line, I wonder? Uh, They don't have that posted on heater yet. We could probably look. I mean, it's the right money line. I think think Vontae's winning the game. Pretty damn cool with that. I mean, I think it's definitely possible. Like we just talked about their schedule. I think if if it's not them, I don't know who it is. Um, it's, it it looks, goes there wins. They're a legitimate team. Virginia Tech's a legitimate team. Yeah. Yep. Um, looks like the money line is plus one seventy five. So okay. meh. Um. Looking for some more games here. Not a ton of not a ton of parity this year in college football. No, nope. I mean it's Alabama and then it's Clemson, Georgia. Let's see, Alabama minus thirty-five uh, traveling to Arkansas. If you if you held a gun to my head, I would I would go Arkansas plus thirty-five. But that's I would not do that in any other circumstance. I would rather not bet on this game. That, yeah. that line is funky. Yeah. Saban could easily win by 60, but I have no idea. I think at 11 o'clock they kind of sleepwalk through it. Yeah. But and damn, dude, think- that Alabama offense is the best he's had. That's It's insane. On paper, Absolutely. it's insane. Absolutely. Uh, here's the game we talked about earlier. You got Texas A&M in College Station, minus five, hosting Kentucky. I want to take Kentucky in the points because I do think that they're they're a fun team and they have not hit their ceiling yet. But you know, it's a tough place to play, and Jimbo's doing a lot with the first year team there. Mm-hmm. Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, I'm I, I'm hesitant to bet against A and M much at all these days. I think they're they're pretty good, for, especially for a first year coach team. Um, yeah. talked about Auburn. Day. Let's see. Ole Miss minus twenty three hosting Louisiana Monroe. No, give me the points. Not. Give me plus twenty three on that one. Yeah, they keep it. Close. I mean, the, the idea of Ole Miss winning that game by twenty four is just does not add up. It doesn't really. It, it's it would have to be a complete turnaround, not just from LSU and Bama, but from the other non conference games, uh, other than Texas Tech, which were seeming like an anomaly at this point. Um, Miami minus 13 hosting Florida State sure why not I don't know Florida State could also cover that who cares uh, yeah not not a ton not a ton of great games this week you got anything else on your schedule that you wanted to check on uh, it's an okay slate South Carolina minus one and a half hosting Missouri Um, could see that game going either way so it's, it makes sense that it's pretty close on the line um yeah, I guess that's about all the games this week. Not seeing anything else that jumps out at me. Oh, let's see. We got Thursday games. You got Tulsa Houston this week and Georgia State Troy. And then Friday games, MTSU Marshall, Georgia Tech versus Louisville. There's a fun game for a Friday night, 6 p.m. I mean, I'll always watch a Georgia Tech game with nothing else on. I like a little triple option. Uh, and then Utah State, BYU, Mormon battle. That's uh, Those are decent Friday games. Um, okay. 
That is football for this upcoming week. Uh, we talked about MLB a little bit earlier. It was a busy day. Is that Rockies game over yet? I think it should be, right? Yeah, Dodgers won. Yeah, Dodgers so got- win. So tomorrow the Cubs host the Rockies at Wrigley for the wild card after the Cubs lost to the Brewers today. Winner hey. goes. Plays Milwaukee. It's going to be the Rockies. The Rockies will win. The Cubs are done for the season. It it definitely appears that way. Yeah, I'd agree. And the Rockies are pretty good. The Rockies are at the ninety-one and seventy-two. They've had a good season. Um, but still, I mean, there's a there's a game to watch. Uh, what's what's the Cubs record? The Cubs are ninety-five and sixty-eight. A lot of uh, a lot of tiebreakers this year, I guess. They had two today. The Cubs and the Brewers and the Dodgers and the Rockies. Um, let's see. So I guess the winner of that Cubs-Rockies game, are they going to play the Dodgers? Not sure. Not sure about that one. So you get a winner of the wild card goes to Milwaukee. and then Oh, you the Brewers. Okay. Braves playing the Dodgers. The Dodgers. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I, I'm really hoping the Braves have a good postseason. They're a fun young team. I, yeah, I was I, never a Braves fan growing up, but now I, I like this current team. was pretty wide open. Yeah. In general, like we talked about earlier in the show, there's a, a lot of fun teams that could win in the postseason this year. Although so I, think really, I think it'd be pretty damn interesting if uh, the Brewers made it just to have somebody yeah, different. Yeah, I think the Brewers are fun too, and they have some really some really fun players. they got Yellick now who's just stud. Uh, hit machine. Um, I, I, we've talked in the past on the show about how baseball doesn't do a great job of marketing the superstars, uh, and I'm sure that will continue. But I do think the sport is in a better place right now than it was, you know, five or ten years ago, just from the players that are coming up. But there's a lot of young, exciting teams and kind of non-traditional powerhouse places. Then you still have, you know, the Red Sox and the Yankees are on the rise and the Dodgers are still the Dodgers. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, potential for the next five years to be really fun in the MLB. So that's, that's, that's good to see. Yep. Well, agree. let's see. What's that? I said, no, I agree. I think ba- baseball, I mean, it's, it's morphed into a regional sport, but mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. They're, they're in an okay spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. LeBron James. Don the Lakers jersey for the first time last night in a preseason game. I did not watch, but you know it's a, it's exciting times. I guess. I mean, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I like LeBron the Lakers more than having to watch the Cavs again in the East. I mean, I think it's yeah, this is more I agree. fun. I, I'm tired of the whole LeBron Cleveland thing. Yeah. So this, I think this is this is a good way for him to uh, not stagnate in his in his role as kind of the face of the league still, and uh, it should make the West more fun. Yep. Uh, let's see what else you talk, You mentioned the Ryder Cup. Not so good for the Americans. Um, what's up with that? What's What's the problem with American golf, John? Basically, you have a bunch of whiny millennials. That they go out. <laughs> I'm sitting. No, they go out and they play these golf courses with two inches of rough each week. Greens built that are soft, receive golf balls. And you have courses where they're set up to shoot twenty under. And so, so then they the, go to a hard what, course. Is that what I take? They, they play. The Europeans do. You go to a shorter technical course with high rough that you have to hit it straight. And Americans don't know what to do. 
Okay, so shorter. So they they're more precise and less about the power drives. What you're saying, the U.S. Game? is a bunch of bombers. European yeah. was straight hitters. Interesting. And the golf course was set up to where you had to hit the fairway. Do, do you think the U.S. picked the right players? Was that part of it as well? Uh, well, eight of them automatically qualify, and then okay, first three captains picks were Tiger, duh, yeah, Phil Mickelson, which looking back probably wasn't the right pick, but you were always going to pick him. Mm. And then uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who won the first two FedEx Cup events, and who actually is more of a his game was more in line with the golf course than most people. So how did he that, do? I, he uh, he go zero three. I mean, on paper he lined up to it, but right. part of his problem is he got paired with Mickelson with Phil Phil Mickelson in his first match and foursomes, which made no sense. Hmm. And then um, Tiger, he and Tiger ran into the the one of the hottest teams when they played together in the foursomes, and then he lost his singles match. Um, and then they, uh, Tony Finau was probably, they could have gone somebody a little more in line with the golf course, but he went two and one as the last captain's pick. So you really can't fault yeah. that. Bob, Tiger Woods went 0 and 4. Phil Mickelson went 0 and 2. Tiger so I, was gonna ask, I wanted to ask you about Tiger next. So we didn't talk last week. Obviously, Tiger wins, uh, mm-hmm. first tournament win in, I don't know, several years. Right, yep. so is is Tiger back or is this more like a retirement tour type idea? It's a couple of flashes uh, in the pan. Um, it's in the middle. Frankly, his swing looks as good as ever. Interesting. I think he's got a real good shot at winning a major next year. Hmm. I think part of what happened in the Ryder Cup is he. I mean, they played four out of five weeks. Mm-hmm. His back and everything is not really. But you think he can pick his spots next year and? Yeah, he. Rest I mean, he can manage the schedule to set itself up. I think that would be great for golf. I mean, you, you saw in the tournament that he won like the more, yeah. more golf talk in popular culture than any time I can remember in the last yeah. several years. I mean, he's Sunday and Sunday at the PGA was yeah, nobody in a crowd or an atmosphere like oh, that. That crowd was insane. Yeah. What tournament was it that he won? The tour championship. Uh, that's not at Sawgrass, is it? No, it's uh, East the Lake. Players Championship. You're okay. thinking players, yep. Yeah. What the Tour Championship? That's it's not a major. Why is it called the Tour Championship? It's the season finale, and basically, it's the last event, and the FedEx Cup is handed out afterwards. But the FedEx Cup is kind of like NASCAR, where it's based on all the events, right? Yeah, it's weighted. It's biased towards the end, but hmm. it's. Uh, it's, it's yeah. just interesting to call a tournament a championship where the winner is not the champion. But that's, just, yeah, that's always that's funny. Historically, it's the top thirty. It's the top thirty from the year, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a smaller condensed field of who's had the best years. So okay, well there you go. I learned something today. Um, yeah. All right, so we just about touched on every major story. I haven't talked that much about the NFL. Uh, you know, roughing the passer rule, not so good. Uh, I don't know. I'm still, I've still. I thought the product on the field has been pretty decent this year in the NFL from the games that I've watched. Yeah, I would say so. They've the the anthem thing is finally kind of quieted down. Yeah, I really haven't heard much about it at all this year. I hadn't really heard much until I just sitting here thinking, what's what's notable in the NFL? I mean, I mean maybe on Bell is a, is a huge storyline. The Steelers are disintegrating as a bunch of divas. Yeah, uh, the the Patriots are fucking with all of us by by the pretending AFC to be bad. Really, AFC really is wide open. Yeah, 
Um, Kansas City, be interesting to see how does that play out over the whole season. I have no idea what to make of Tampa Bay starting like they did and then yesterday just being complete trash. But I think they had two flash in the game. Um, yeah. Two flashes to start the year. And what about Baker Mayfield? He brings confidence. I think he can play. I mean, honestly. I watched his debut. He looked great. I think Mayfield, Darnold, all these rookie QBs. Jack Kelly waiting in the good. wings. Yeah, there's some there's some fun young talent in the NFL for sure. Um, AFC's wide open. The Chiefs and the Jags each have a great shot at it. Yeah, oh, the Jags are the Jags are fun this year. Moncrief caught a nice long touchdown yesterday for them, first of the year. The Bortles can play well. They're going to. I think they're the team to beat. And this and Fournette's out right now, and they're still looking good. So I think I I like the Jags for sure this season. Uh, you think got. NFC's got quite a few things going on, so. Well, I was going to ask if you think that Breeze can can still do it at his age. I think the short answer is yes. Atlanta's got a lot of injuries, and Atlanta's got some psychology issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Saints are a little better than the Panthers. You have in the East, you have, well, the Redskins surprise. I think the Eagles probably win that division like in 10 games or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, the West, the Rams, really. I was gonna say the Rams are really good. Uh, who's who's the who's the best team in the in the league? Three four weeks. Probably the Rams. Seems like it. Yeah. Rams are damn good. The, the Bears are the Bears are surprising. They're not four, terrible. You got Minnesota, Green Bay, and now Chicago asserting. I think Chicago is a legitimate playoff contender. Yeah, Trubisky looks good. Trubisky continues to another young another young gun that looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's not that's bad. Mac turned the Bears defense into a top three unit in the league, mm-hmm. and they have a running game. They actually have some decent receivers. I mean, it comes down to Trubisky. I think I'm pretty bullish on the Bears after the first four games. I like it. Yeah, that's fun. Good stuff. Again, kind of like baseball. It's fun to see uh, some teams that have been in the basement for several years clawing their way out like the Jags, like the Bears, etc. Titans aren't bad. Yeah, Titans kind of find a way to win, so. Yeah, uh, but I think they, they did lose uh, Walker, the tight end. That's a big blow. Yeah. There you go. Um, that's your that's your round the world in 60 seconds sports takes for the week. Uh, as you can tell, didn't have a ton to discuss on our primary yeah. beat. Yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about this week, John? Anything but on your mind? I think um, LSU Georgia in two weeks is going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, that's uh, LSU. About LSU, I mean, they could lose a few games, but they're scheduled. I mean, they they have all their key. They get past Florida this week. We're talking all of their key. I mean, they get well state. They're going to be. Then they get Georgia and Bama at home. That's huge. That's huge. I think Alabama's a head and shoulders better everybody, but Death Valley Saturday night's I, probably the most vulnerable spot for them. If I think if Orgeron was to beat Saban in Baton Rouge and then go on and win a championship, I think he instantly becomes more popular than Saban was at the height of his power at LSU because of oh, who, because of who he is. Yep. Yeah, and so that's that's funny. That's fun to see. And I mean, yeah, it sucks for Ole Miss that when he was at Ole Miss, he was terrible. Now he's good at LSU, but still, the whole the arc of the whole thing is would that would be fun to watch. It, it would be 
Breeze era combust, and then Ed Orgeron. I mean, Ed did a good job as the interim at SC, and he's done a pretty yep. he's done a job at LSU, quite frankly. Yep. It's safe to say that uh, Ed really wasn't the problem. Now, did, did he get better after Ole Miss? Sure, but and I mean, if you've if you've lived in the South, you know there are plenty of uh, just complete rednecks that run million dollar businesses and more. So it's not that surprising that a guy like that can be a CEO successfully of the of the football program. Agree. Yeah, that's something to watch for sure. Um, game's coming up next week, and uh, let's see what Ole, Ole Miss has. Uh, how did I just? I I just knew this. Who they have, they have after? Monroe and then Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas after Monroe. So that'll be next week. We'll actually have a, a, a winnable game potentially in the SEC for Ole Miss. Would be their first SEC win. Some other matchups to talk about. We'll get into all of that next week. Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas for all, at the end of the day. I mean, one way to look at Ole Miss, okay, the defense is worse than anybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. But if they can beat Monroe and beat Arkansas and get to five and two, that's a good spot to be in. And then you got to pick your spots. Then yeah. they got to find one more and get to six. I mean, for everything considered, that's honestly that's, yes. If they if they win the next two games, they're in a good spot to them, them play Auburn, loss, South Carolina. Maybe a toss up, A and M loss, Vandy, maybe a toss up, State, maybe a toss up. So you're still you're still alive at that point. At the end of the day, a lot of the non attendance a lot of the attendance issues are real, are directed direct or direct or intended to go directly to Bjork and Vetter. Mm. That's you, where it's headed. What do you mean? Do you elaborate on that? Why are you gonna show up and watch Kent State play when you have uh, an incompetent administration? Mm. I think it's an administration protest as much as anything. Yeah, and I mean, outside of the the Texas Tech game to start the year, that's the the schedule. The non conference scheduling is pretty weak, and then next, don't get me started on next year, where you play Cal and Memphis. Just gonna lose. Just gonna the two and ten is very realistic next year. And they play Memphis in the Liberty Bowl to open the year, to open right? the year. Like how how stupid are you? How dumb are you for? That is, who do they get out of the East? Is it a uh, is it Florida? Oh, let me see. It's someone they could definitely lose to. Or is it Missouri? I think it might be Missouri. Missouri. It's not a... It is Missouri. At, at Missouri. You get Florida I mean, in 2020. Two, two and ten is legitimately possible next year. Yeah, hey, 2021 uh, at Tennessee. That's fun. woo the balls are back, baby. That's right. Whoa, 2022. I forgot about this. Playing at Georgia Tech. Let's let's get some defenders. ACLs torn on some cut blocks, baby. Yep. Awesome. Uh, and Kentucky in 2022. So that's fun. I just keep going through this forever. Oh, in 2025, we're playing the Citadel. Nice. Nice. South Carolina again that year. Yeah, I mean, it, football won't even exist then. I don't know why we're talking. Oh, we get to play Georgia in 2023. That's fun. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, all right, well. <laughs> well. Oh, we played Georgia Tech in 2022 and 2023. Yeah, it's a home and home. At Wake Forest in 2024. Very fun. Um, yeah, so that's the show for this week, guys. Uh, that's our, our slog through 
what was a mostly disappointing week for Ole Miss. There will be lots more to come. Basketball gets started in about a month and two weeks, a month and a week or so, November 10th, I want to say. Um, so that'll be something to talk about. I, I think Kermit has a chance to to get more butts and seats and more confidence around the program than AK did, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see when we get there. It's still a mess. Um, and he still has mostly this, a lot of the same players from last year. So, you know, tip of your expectations, but that's that. Um, yeah, you know, watch some football, whatever. Go to my bookie, use our code, uh, our website, landsharksafterdark.com, or you can check us out on armchairallamericans.com. Uh, our Twitter account is at sharks, a F T R dark. That is the username. Uh, if you're feeling generous, uh, head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, type some nice words in there. It's going to help other people find the show. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, John, got anything else you want to say this week? Well, I think we're good. Like I said, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what what's the crowd like at Lafayette. Yeah. The def- think about getting better at some point. I doubt it. Monroe, Lafayette, little- same, same thing. So, yeah. We should. We shall see. All right. Well, again, happy birthday, John. Glad to have you back in the States. Uh, have you again next week, right? You're not, you're not leaving us again for Germany for yep. a second? Yep. All right. Word. Well, looking forward to that. Um, thanks for listening, guys. For John, I'm Justin. We'll talk to you again next week.
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.